0: Bismillah rahman rahim Today Ramadan 87.7 FM and uh, today uh, on 7th of April uh, 5th of Ramadan uh, we are again with you with one more Reflections with Sheikh Rizwan Muhammad I'm your host to Akram and with me I have my guest Sheikh Rizwan. Asalaamu Alaikum Sheikh
1: Wa Alaikum Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh
0: Sheikh uh, Ramadan here in Glasgow has um, it's getting colder and it's getting um how can i say bearable now um mm-hmm. slightly longer um, and in istanbul i hear is getting warmer
1: warmer than what i mean it's, it depends warmer than
0: what it was before ramadan
1: yes before ramadan we had snow snowstorms and and uh, very cold weather mm-hmm. minus six i think it was at some point Wow. So, Alhamdulillah, the, the weather's changed just as Ramadan started. And the masajid are full uh, in terms of taraweeh. And, um, you know, amazing recitations in the masajid as well. Hmm. So,
0: Turks, Turks are known for kind of very fast-paced taraweeh. So, is all the most same or are they different?
1: No, I mean, there is um, the, where I stay, the, the one local to me is Khatam. So, it's just right next door Khatam. And then there's a Khatam quite close there as well in the central masjid here and then the other mosques, I think probably 60-70% of mosques, probably more probably 80% of mosques have very very fast khatam, very, no sorry very very fast qira'ah, which mm. means a, a verse, so Ayub Sultan with the, with the Prophet Prophet's companion, Abu Yub al is Buried, Rahimahullah anhu, they have been told have an extremely fast um, one breath so I think the Fatiha and then a breath, and then the verse, and
0: then Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. So, uh, yeah. like, less than 20 minutes.
1: I, I, I've i not experienced, I I prayed like that in the 90s when I was here. I, I mean, last year there was no tarawih, and this year there is tarawih. So, the tarawih for the khatam takes about the, roughly the same amount of time as the UK. Mm. And um, the other one, I think, would probably take, yeah, 25 minutes from mm. Isha to the khatam. Um and so they have their own culture in terms of d- doing tarawih. Tarawih for them is more the the night standing um mankama Ramadan. So it doesn't stipulate in the, the process the Prophet said whoever stands in Ramadan didn't stipulate the khatam. The khatam is a tradition of scholars to do it themselves and recite themselves. And um, you know, some you know of the scholars have also done it in tarawih. So I think culturally in the UK, amongst Indo-Pak community, I think the Khatam is seen to be almost a condition for acceptance. Yes. Yeah. so the culture here is different. The culture has always been that you don't do Khatam. So when a Khatam is done here, they usually announce it as being a Khatam. Hmm. And um, it's it's well known as people come from different places to attend the
0: Khatam. And is this the case like most of the Muslim world, the Khatam is like a done thing and only Turkey that kind of is more sophisticated in terms of using their akl when it comes to religion
1: uh, in, in Damascus to be honest um, the khatan wasn't uh, the uh, the norm either so the, the, the khatam in some places is the norm in some places no I think it varies because the fiqh remember it just, it's based in the fiqh and you'll have major mas- masajid big masjids where, with, with the famous Qur'an, Who people will flock to To listen to the, to the khatam But not all of the masajid have khatams And so the fiqh stipulate In fact the books of fiqh do stipulate that The the imam should recite What is um, Going to bring the most people to the masjid hmm. So You know it's, it's You have to look at the The benefit of the community as well I think Which is something that I think We need, we need to look at again Especially in, in the summer months When we had Extremely long fast and extremely short nights hmm. there was an opportunity to try different ways but also with people um less than in of of tarawih. there should be ways that they can choose between going to khatam and not going to khatam as well
0: hmm. and families uh coming to the mosques is it hmm. like slightly different from uk uh, there are more women um and children or is it
1: yeah that's something i've noticed um children women, families go to Tarawee, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. Obviously it's late, so you're talking about, um, you know, half past nine until the Tarawee actually starts. So it's late. If school days, you won't have families going out. But I think there's much more um, um, acceptance of children in the masjid. But then there's cats roaming about in the masjids as well, you know, so you'll have cats and kids. So I was with some people from Glasgow yesterday. And they were, they were commenting on the fact that you have cats and kids in the mosque. So you so have important. cats, you know, weaving through the musallin And then you have children weaving through as well, running about. Allahumma. So Alhamdulillah.
0: Different culture. Surah Room uh, rum for, for people who are just uh, union, in, Surah Room is uh, what we're covering this this year. Um, just a comment. Some of the comments I've had from families. Just uh, I was with a family yesterday uh, for Iftar. And the finding the, the level of discussion a little, how can I say, it's on a different plane for them um, when it comes to the the, the discussion of uh, the, the the concepts uh, closer to iftar time. Mm-hmm. And there is a request that we could possibly have topics, I mean, we are online, we are on air discussing this, and I think I thought instead of doing it off air, uh, let's do it with with the audience and we'll have their comments as well inshallah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the relevance of these ayahs in bite size for me to know uh, as a listener, um, how does it affect me? How does mm-hmm. it affect my life? How does it inform me to live a life of a Muslim Who's devout? Who is getting closer to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala? Who's and how is this important for us? Then to know that it may not seem directly connected now, but it's still part of my faith to know what's been revealed. Mm -hmm. Um, So you know, Inshallah, will after listening to these ayahs when we go into the commentary today, um, I, I will possibly. Try to represent some of the questions have been asked by other people.
1: Inshallah.
0: Bismillah. Bismillah. Jee Today's Ajki Ayat, Ajki uh, Ajki Ayat, Juhay, Ghaliban, Sat seven. Terata Kungi, Inshallah.
2: Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. In the name of Allah, the Entirely Merciful. Be especially merciful.
3: anfusihim ma wal arda illa
2: do they not contemplate within themselves Allah has not created the heavens and the earth and what is between them except in truth and for a specified term and indeed many of the people in the matter of the meeting with their Lord ar-disbelievers Awalam
3: <speaking in Hebrew> yasirou fil كان رُسُلُهُمْ وَجَاءَتْهُمْ رُسُلُهُم بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ فَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيَظْلِمَهُمْ فَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيَظْلِمَهُمْ وَلَكِن كَانُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ يَظْلِمُونَ
2: Have they not traveled through the earth and observed how was the end of those before them? They were greater than them in power, and they plowed the earth and built it up more than they have built it up. And their messengers came to them with clear evidences. And Allah would not ever have wronged them, but they were wronging themselves.
3: Then
2: the end of those who did evil was the worst consequence because they denied the signs of Allah and used to ridicule them. Allah
3: begins
2: creation, then He will repeat it, then to Him you will be returned and the day the hour appears the criminals will be in despair sadaqallahul azim
0: allah taala ne in ayat mein tazkira kiya ke log duniya ki zindagi ka bas zahiri pehlu jante hain aur aakhirat se wo khud hi ghafil hain kya unhone kabhi apne aap par gaur nahi kiya allah ne zameen aur aasman ko aur un sari cheezon ko jo unke darmiyan hain برحق اور ایک مقرر مدت ہی کے لیے اور ایک مقرر مدت ہی کے لیے اللہ مذہر چاہتا ہوں اور کیا یہ لوگ کبھی زمین پہ چلے پھرے نہیں کہ انہیں ان لوگوں کا انجام نظر آتا جو ان سے پہلے گزر چکے ہیں اور وہ ان سے زیادہ طاقت رکھتے تھے unhone itna abad i think we will inshallah focus on these three Ayahs today uh, two Ayahs really uh, seventh from the the last time and eighth and ninth today inshallah although we have uh, like listened to uh, the recitation to, up to thirteen, but these are the three ayahs. Wa alaikum
1: salam wa rahmatullahi So, you have questions or
0: what? Yeah. Uh, hmm. You know this—the connection of this ayah with the seventh ayah, which is people don't ponder upon themselves, and then this ayah says people uh, are denying the knowledge that they will actually meet Allah subhanahu
1: wa ta'ala yeah so this is an interesting you know um, this is actually what you would say is the core of the the chapter Mm. so from here till the end of the chapter will essentially be about the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so this is ayat so this is this is why the first section Um, when I was explaining it, it's more of a, um, it's an announcement, it's more of a, um, you know, um, it's more of an entrance to the the chapter, which is to get the person's, um, you know, focus. And so the focus is done by presenting an issue which is going to be a a miracle and a prophecy which will come true. And then that, in a sense, in in and of itself is an ayah, is a sign. So if you think about it, is it not a sign, is it not uh, something that indicates the truthfulness of the Prophet ﷺ, That he's given what is going to happen to the future Clearly delineated in terms of time, in terms of the a- actors That indicates that th- that is a sign So it's a sign from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the Prophet a.s. And then after that, if you're in a situation where you don't accept revelation You don't accept the truthfulness of a Prophet Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is providing another type of signs Another type of ayat. So we have the, the surah of the Quran, the ayat. You have the ayat. Right. Anfusihim. You know, as right. so the Quran says, the, the signs and the indicators, and indicators and um, signposts, you can almost say. Uh, anfusihim. In the distance, furthest far, distance, you can see, uh, and also within themselves. Um, and and, th- and so th- these is this is going to be the beginning of a, a kind of whole, what you call a tour de force, a kind of movement into what are the major reflection reflection points I think for human beings. Just by nature, doesn't require you to have, be highly educated. Doesn't mm. require you to have an a, you know ex- extreme education. It just means that you need to be thinking. So when Allah Subhanahu said, we took it this last yesterday, do they not think then about, about them, their own selves? Their own nafs internally Or just their state as human beings and um, That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Has not created the heavens Which are the seven heavens That Allah has created And the earth And everything between them In other words Everything you can think of That is created Except the truth Then, other words, mm-hmm. You not find any ind- indiscretion Incongruence um, Any type of flaw Within the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Everything fulfills a function in some way even the things that we think have no function, they have function. You know, mm-hmm. people used to talk about the fact that, you know, um, gallbladders and um, what is it, the appendix, you know, these kind of things are, are kind of remnants from um, our evolution, or so or, or so they say. We know that, you know, there's nothing that is expendable, really, everything has some kind of balancing function. And what well, ideally in everyone's created now in truth, And also, there's a purpose, which is the end game, which we were talking about right at the beginning, um, in the the first couple of sessions. Ajali Musamma is the time of Akhirah, the time of recompense, the time of judgment. So that Allah is just telling you, think, and you will then know that everything is true, everything created is true. And also, you'll know that there's a purpose to the creation, which is you will come to be judged upon your choices. And then Allah says, if that's the case, then most people are um you know um contesting or disbelieving or covering up the meeting with their Lord. Now you could probably say, well, how's that happened? How do how do people deny the meeting with their Lord? You know, some could do it by saying we don't believe it. Hmm. And that would be the obvious thing, wouldn't it? If, if somebody, you speak to somebody and they say, well, I don't believe in the hereafter, so I'll just, you only live once and you can enjoy as much as you want now and don't worry about having to answer for anything. Okay, mm. so that's fine. But some people, they don't say it, but they live in a way that they'll they will live forever. And so the way they're living, the choices they make, it's as if they, they are not going to be brought in front of their creator to be, Questioned about their actions Their choices And so You know This verse is interesting Because it brings two things to, to my mind Which is One is The truth of Allah's creation The fact that we reflect upon it And see the majestic nature Of God's creation And that therefore Should point you towards The purpose of your own life That are you just created As the Quran says As, as something that is You know Without any purpose Or are you created in a, in a form Which is Ultimately going to be Answerable to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala So that is the beginning of this discussion about Ayat. Hmm. She, and then, you, yeah.
0: Yesterday, I mean, again, you, you've touched upon the same thing. Uh, you know, this gold golden cycle of why, what, and how, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yesterday we, we took about a good 20 minutes on why. Everything needs mm-hmm. to be why. And do, do they not reflect on themselves? You know, trying... So it becomes... My own personal almost the, the biggest mission of life is to understand and reflect on myself mm-hmm. and of my existence. Is this the whole thing? Or, um, and what, what I understand is you do this by just keep doing the mundane, the chores, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. acting what's required of me, or is this something different?
1: Yeah, so the purpose is exactly that because you're the person. Remember, you're the person that's thinking. What's the purpose? Hmm. Like is it some? Is, is your friend thinking? Who's a, what's the purpose and telling you? And then you say, okay, that's the purpose. You're 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 going to have to decide what the purpose of life is. And hmm. then once you decide, then that means there's certain things that you need to put in place to achieve the purpose. I would imagine. So there's certain purposes that you don't have a choice, like. One of the the purposes of the human body is to consume because it needs to consume, to grow, to survive, to live. And so you don't decide that. You don't kind of say, okay, should I eat or should I just sit and read? You have to eat a certain amount to be able to read. So there's certain things and and ultimate purposes that are biological that you need to do. But this is something different about what's the purpose of my life, which is why am I created Indeed, am I created? If I'm created, why am I created? And then how can I um, Stay true to my My ultimate purpose mm. You know, what is my ultimate purpose? And that means At that point you think, okay, what's my relationship to the one that created me? What's my relationship To the ones that have been created? So in terms of the one that's created you <laughs> The Quran says it But we also know it That we, we're not being created except to Adore, worship and know God Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Now that ultimately just means The mundane is the mundane Meaning, what would God want you to do? That's worship So we know the prayers We know the fasting We know the zakat We know the hajj We know all these things But we also know that The other thing is Okay, this is how you relate to Allah How do you relate to the other things That God has created? Are they important or not? Hmm. So then that opens up A very interesting discussion Which is your work colleague your family, your enemies, your friends, your neighbors, your, your the the country neighboring you—all these are now going to be dealt with you based upon what you what you know or think God wants you to do with them. Mm-hmm. And in Islam, as in Christianity, as in Judaism, we have this idea that you know in the hadith of the Prophet and Bukhari and others, in Allah created Adam upon his form, meaning honored. The, at the sons of Adam and the daughters of Adam by being created with innate, you know, respect, innate value. And so right away your answer is there. You what you do is you work you do what God wants you to do, which is worship him, acknowledge him as your Lord. And then in your day-to-day life, you live in a way that does not encroach upon the rights of others. So that the day of the liqa, the day of the meeting, you don't you're not kind of faced with a situation where you've got this massive um case against you by like, all the people that you've met on earth. So, so it's it's quite, a,
0: it's quite a temporal way of living. Everything mm-hmm. that you do is because we want we are preparing for a meeting.
1: You know, religion is a, a deen. Deen is from Dane, which is to pay back a debt. You know, let's Muhammad Ali he said that you No know, service what do you say he said service is the, the rent you pay for your time on earth you know so mm. you know the, the the fact that you're created and god has given you time here the rent that you pay for being here should be service to other people mm. Mm. and obviously within that i just mentioned that the worship of allah is like an obvious thing but he's kind of taking it to the social action, action level which is you have a responsibility to other people as well and so the, this is what's going to come up in in the verses because you can't live as an individual in a bubble you know self-sustained and, and independent you have to interact at some point so what's interesting is worship for, if, if, as, a, as a Muslim is not just the, the five prayers not just fasting, not just hajj not just zakat not just all these things that we tick off and say this is worship our worship is you know, the Prophet said you know, that there's a, a good action assigned to every single portion of the body every single day that the sun rises upon that body you Understand so every day the sun rises is a, a a good action. A good action is an act of worship. Or mm. every single day that the sun rises upon it. And so what are those things? The Prophet mentioned things like removing obstacles from the street, you know, you know, smiling in the face of your brother or sister. These are all small, small things. They're mundane things, but guess what? We all every day we're doing mundane things, full of mundane things, not epical, heroic things that we're doing every day. Mm. And guess what? The process also and, was of that nature.
0: And even the epical heroic things are probably a collection of small things. Mm. You know, they they only amount to that.
1: Yeah, I mean they do, but they don't. I mean, remember, people get medals for extreme acts of uh, heroism and bravery in war, for example. And mm. it's they always mention the one thing they did. So, you know, that they 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 covered the back of retreating our army. Um, personnel when they knew that by doing that they would die themselves something like that.
0: Hmm.
1: So they knew by by holding fire creating a safe passage for other people they would die but they did it. So that one act was one act one decision that they said I'm going to stay here but you know the thing about the thing that Islam brings which is fascinating is that it says okay you can also you can do the big deal which is like you know make the big business deal that makes you a millionaire or you Hmm. can do Small, lots of small, you know, deals that can make you a millionaire as well. Mm, mm. So it's like you know, you either fill the tank up in one go, or you fill the tank up with drops. Mm. And equally, you equally, you know, the thing about you know, Islam's which is fascinating again is that, you know, in our aqidah, we believe that Allah ultimately decides who goes to paradise or hellfire through his mm. through his mercy. You know, and Just it's his choice. He created you, so you don't have much choice. But when you get to where you get to, it's almost as if you're given a card or a kind of uh, a pass which tells you where you're staying. Mm. So imagine you, there's a big hotel. Like, this is very, very if you want to dumb it down to what you're saying, I have to do it. So imagine there's two hotels, Paradise and Hellfire. No, and then...
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That was just a comment.
1: Okay. So, you know, I can, I can take as low as, as, as anyone wants. So anyway, the point is two hotels, you get to the door, knock, knock, who's there? It's the, the angel is going to let you in, and you're going to go in. And then you've everyone goes through that those doors of paradise. You know, the doors of paradise are well known. And then when you get there, you 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 present your you know your your kind of pass, and the pass will say, Okay, where is this person staying in paradise? And that's what you did. You know, all those things you did, good actions and bad actions, they add up and they give you like an upgrade. You're in mm-hmm. paradise, but where are you in paradise? You're in al aliyyin or you're, you know, next to the, the the salihin, or you're just in a very peaceful place. And hellfire, is, hellfire is the same. You come, you get the, you get slapped, and then you give the pass, and you, you get humiliated. Then you, then you're assigned to the place that you deserve. And the, the where you're assigned is based upon what you did. Hmm. And what's interesting in Islam again is that if you knew somebody and you did something small for them and they are upgraded to a very high place in paradise, they can they can ask for you to join them, but give mm-hmm. you an upgrade again, another upgrade. So you have Shafa'a as well, which is, you know, so the Quran says, Who is it that will intercede with Allah except with his permission, meaning there will be intercession? Um, and so it's, it's an interesting thing that. All these small things that you do, all these choices that you make, they're all there to be added up as a as a sign of your having fulfilled the divine covenant of acting well. Hmm. You know, those that believe and do good actions. So amanu is to believe that Allah is the creator sustainer. And then his mercy will put you into paradise, inshaAllah. And then act and do good things. That's you're going to get your, your greed in paradise. They will have this amazing stay of al-Firdaus as a place of repose and and um you know you know a kind of station of of um residence. And so that's that's what's being said here, the رب, ربهم, as we said. With the the meeting of the Lord is essentially that, the the point at which you, the whole purpose of your existence becomes clear Hmm. And so that's what the Quran is telling us to do, it's saying, okay, you know the outward of life But you're you're unaware of the ultimate purpose of things And so then the Quran will say, okay, if you are at this moment in time having problems In understanding the ultimate purpose, let's tell you how you can start on that journey and that's why Allah says, To say, it's "Okay, let's start to think, let's start to exercise the muscles of, of the of the spirit and the intellect to think, the creation of the heavens and the earth, and the per, ultimate purpose of everything." But most people are still in a state of neglect over the meeting with Allah. And then, it, and then, it, this is the, thing, the interesting thing about this chapter: is it comes with with sign after encouragement after process by which you can help yourself. You know, and so Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, yasiru fil ard. Do they not at least travel? You know, travel meaning experience new things.
0: So, so uh, reflections uh, with Sheikh Rizwan Muhammad. Uh, sorry, I'm having to interrupt here. There is a small ad break, and we'll be right back. There are a few questions about what we've covered so far. Um, kind of uh, probe it a little bit more, and then we will move on to uh, this ayah of traveling the world. Inshallah. Short ad break and we'll be right back. Asalaamu <clears throat> Alaikum and um, Reflections with Sheikh Rizwan Muhammad with uh, Surah Room, 30th Surah of Quran. Um, just before the break, uh, we stopped at Actually, kind of hard stopped at ayah number eight. Moving on to ayah number nine, uh, which will start with, have they not traveled? But before we say that, Sheikh, uh, there was something that you said, commenting on this ayah before, that you can fill your tank at once or you can do it in small pieces, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that was because you were saying, you know, You know, I was saying heroic actions. Yes. So you were saying heroic actions can be, you know, a, a number of different things. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, if you think of um, great people, the reason why they got to where they were was because of an incremental, um, you know, pathway that they took one decision after another, after another. Nothing, no No. one thing is specifically outstanding about them. The fact is that they have a record. It's like a, a sports person, for example. Mm. They're plowing along. They're not doing amazing, amazing things. But when you look at the records, the statistics don't lie, which is, you know, this 30 year you know, history and they've been at the top of the game and all the rest of it. So everything adds up. And it's like, mm. I think there's an Iranian player who's a top scorer in, in world football until um, Ronaldo um, ended up overtaking him this year. No one knows about him. So it's, it's so interesting that, you know, Iranian player was a top international school scorer. No one knows him, but he just kind of plodded on, I imagine, and, and kind of mm-hmm. had that record. And so the, the point about, you know, filling the tank is, you know, it's in terms of the hereafter. There is this idea, in fact, that, you know, it's that actions are based upon the end. Mm-hmm. Like you can imagine a, a person, let's say it back to the time of the Prophet, Ali someone who's had intense images of the Prophet, that all of a sudden they turned and became Muslim and they died in battle. So that one thing is the thing that will lay on the scales, cancelling out everything else, mm-hmm. because it's the one. It's not a, a, a you know. It's not like saying that Abu Bakr radiAllahu anhu who, at the moment. The Prophet even intonated and kind of made an indirect this kind of allusion to the fact that he was a prophet. He accepted it and just said, Amanna wa We believe and we accept. We, tr- we, we hold it to be true. From his life, it was one thing after another after another. You know, and it's, it's very, few, I mean, it's very few companions that you can think of that did two things that Abu Bakr did. One is continual, a continual drop by drop filling up of the tank, which is like, for example, um, like the Hadith of Sahih bukhari when the, when the Prophet prayed Fajr and turned to the people and said, you know, which of you has, has visited a, 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 an a ill person this morning? And, and say Abu Bakr, when he saw nobody spoke. He didn't want to remain silent. He just wanted to say there are there are people that do that. And he says, Anna, I did it. Mm-hmm. And which of you has visited a person who has just passed away, in other words, gone to you know prepare the janaza and nobody spoke? And then Abu bakr said, Anna. Mm-hmm. And which of you, he said, has, has has arisen today in a state of fasting and nobody answered. And saying al-Bakr said, Anna. So mm-hmm. this is small, small things. If you think of it, you know, going to visit somebody who's ill giving an act of charity all these things you can see were just small things lots of people do them but there's very few people that continually hit the mark in every single opportunity they have Hmm. and then you have that and then you have the big the big ticket items which is like the mi'raj when everybody was doubting the prophet went on the the night journey to jerusalem they just came to a book and he said, i believe him Hmm. if he says this he says things more amazing He's the one that was with him in the Ghar. He was the one that was the 30th name the second of the three, mm-hmm. in the in the in the cave, you know, when they were on in the, the journey to the hijrah. Again and again, the big tickets, the big ticket items and the small things, you know, you have you know Bakr outstripped everybody of the companions to the point that you know it's 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 just the way it is. He was the one that if you turn back, you would see him right behind the Prophet. Out of the companions of the Prophet, and despite the fact they were illustrious companions from his family, from other tribes, from the from the Beni Hashim as well, but he's the one that you know stands out almost like a a beacon, mm. you know, for us. And so the thing about um, actions is that that is your, the proof of the, and it's like you know if you talk about you know proving your faith in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, which is essentially what's been talked about. Um,
0: see this thing here of mm-hmm. do they not reflect on themselves mm-hmm. so you go to Waterstones you go to these bookshops there is a whole section of popular psychology mm-hmm. and there is Covey and there is Butler and you know the, all these uh, you know millions of copies been sold and they're now on, on TED Talks or YouTube the most popular area one of them is self-development Mm-hmm. do you see there is a relation between this effort people are putting into as a response to this what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that mm-hmm. reflect do you see that section of scholarship if if you want to call it scholarship uh, is kind of a response of trying to understand oneself
1: well I'll, I'll tell you something I I'll, I'll, I'll watched something today which was as an entrepreneur and i don't know why i watched this but anyway <laughs> um and he was he was said he was with a multi-billionaire or something and and he asked him you know how many days do you work in the week and he said i think it was um 18 in a week okay. and he said i don't understand he says you put aside you know like 6 hours monday 6 hours wednesday, wednesday 6 hours friday that's the days you work and he says the rest of the days you keep um, free for opportunities. And, you, and So in other words, the the, the three days you're working are the, are, the, are the ones that the work that you have, you have to fit into that those days. And the rest of the time is not free. It's there just to, you know, like a lion waiting for its prey. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, the the lion's not getting paid for the, this loitering about waiting. It, it's The whole energy is in that pounds to get the prey. And so basically he was saying that to make maximize things is to think i mean what i was thinking was the fikra it's like the which is to think and say okay where's the best opportunity clear your desk completely so you can chase it when it comes because if you're if your full day for example or for, full week is full of time that you're working on what you think is your goal then how will you have the chance to 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 you know just to get up and go for the opportunity that you need to go for hmm. and so a lot of what you know self-help is 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 doing essentially is people you know why it's popular is that people need help you know the the thing that's so obvious about it is people it shows that you know people are there need help and self-help is you just don't want to pay for somebody else to help you partly Mm. and the other thing is that you want to improve yourself Mm. so there's this sense that you know you can't it's anything if you have children the only thing you cannot waste You know, money on is their their kind of terbiya and their education. There's no such thing as wasted money in terms of skills. Like Mm. that, it's a given. You 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 can you you buy them things. They're going to get bored of them. You you create skills within them. They will never um, lose them. And so, yeah, that's you know, (laughs) it's self help. Self help is definitely one of those places that um, I think. I think reflection it's a bit reflection about you know opportunities
0: do they not reflect on themselves allah created the heavens and the earth and whatever lies between them in truth and for an appointed term so mm-hmm. for an appointed term mm-hmm. do we take from this that this is this ayah alludes to the fact that our life is a fixed term and if someone is going to live 61 years, two months, that's mm-hmm. it? Or is it elastic? The other concept that has been, uh, I've been kind of reading and hearing about from one of the uh, lecturers, I won't name, is that people rush into collecting all the risk that they can within a shortest period of time. And he said this in Urdu, he goes, don't rush it because once you've collected it, you will die. So if you prolong, <laughs> if you prolong, don't be impatient because, say, if you have X amount of risk in your fate, once you've collected it, that's it. That's where you end. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything along those lines in this ayah appointed term?
1: Well, the point. Is, I mean, if you if you were to take it without the context, it would indicate a pointed term as everybody has an appointed term. But here is 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 the it, the context what you call the siyaq and sibaq, the kind of overall context, what's before it and what's coming up after it, essentially indicates the the fact that they the, because it's talking about the creation of the heavens and the earth. It's not talking about the human individual human being. Even though we know that we know you know that in the hadith of Anas ibn Malik Allah, and the Prophet said that. Every, each of you has angels ascribed, and they and at your birth, and they mention a number of things, and one of them is their, uh, their 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 date of death, essentially. You know, so we know that from other sources that you do have an appointed time. This qada and qadr is part parcel of that. But here it is, it seems very clear that is God is talking about the creation of the heavens and the earth. You know, that God is not creating the heavens and the earth. And all that's between them except with um, The truth and For an appointed time You could then say you know What is You know you would say Which is like kind of uh, You know kind of a secondary thing That means everything in the creation Also has its own appointed time But here mm-hmm. is that big appointed time It's like Is like your your big appointment With your creator because it's about remember the reason i'm saying that is is because it's about um, responsibility here Hmm. you know the fact that god has not created this without without a purpose the purpose is um you know if you say it's the the verse means everyone has a date of death it doesn't answer the big question which is your purpose but if if you say it's the hereafter and specifically the judgment then it says you know whatever you do here you're going to have to add up What you did Somewhere Which is going to be appointed
0: Mm, mm, mm. And and Another thing which is Kind of affiliated with this Is that People Live Up to a point They are useful Either to themselves Or others Mm -hmm. Once They have displayed The signs of Not of any utility That's when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes them away from the earth
1: mm. so are you, are you what are you saying are you saying that is that is the case or are you saying that can that the be the case
0: it is the case it is the case
1: oh, i i know plenty of people like myself are pretty useless in some way <laughs> you know if, 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 <laughs> pass their <laughs> by past their um sell by day in terms in terms of benefit to people um no every you you think you don't know about what's predict- productivity what's purpose you know, a person who is, say, for example, if you take the most devastating context of a person who's in a vegetative state, and they've been like that for ten years, in their own, in their own, qada and qadar and their own judgment, they are essentially ten years of suspended existence. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of the, the the angels, they put away their utensils to write. The pen and, and and everything of their actions, nothing. There's no, there's no. Um, they still exist, but there's no writing of anything. But Allah allows them to exist. But that person in a vegetative state is being cared for, and helped, and you know, there's there's a whole structure ecosystem around that person, that then is the the place where those people are now gaining their. Um, rewards and, and their actions are being judged based upon how they deal with that person and so you have lots of people that you would say well quote unquote, past their um, age of utility but no they're not everything is an ecosystem which is why you know when the Quran says anfusihim, one of the things there that comes out from that question is do they not think and reflect upon their own situations And means people themselves you know unfortunately he means like the the society itself do not think about how society works and that in fact will come up in the next verse about you know how do people interact how do people cultivate the earth how do people civilize the earth how do people organize society do not think even think about that how do you have democracy and totalitarian states and and um you know you know kind of quasi-democratic systems in place all that is part or parcel of thinking so I, I i don't think there's a thing that you know Ajale Musamma is like you you feel you pass your you know cell by there's people that pass away right in the prime of you know doing what they were were created to do or we think like imagine doing the best actions they die doing good actions like in the midst so you know we ha- I had an acquaintance a friend nabil almi he passed away i don't know if you hmm. knew nabil almi he wrote a yep. book um, the leadership qualities of the Prophet Ali Salatu like he was just starting to, um, you know, you know, you know, only Allah knows best. But you kind of you can say that, you know, giving out to the community and writing and and passing on his immense experience in the corporate world and also in the in his and insights on Islam, he just deteriorated and passed away of cancer. Hmm. And we have in, in our own city, you know, a very dear friend of m- mine and yours, and his may Allah grant him the highest abodes in paradise from one perspective you're thinking um, he was just starting you know the mashallah young family um, loving wife loving friends a whole ecosystem of of community around him and he was at the center of that and then you're thinking well you know another 10 years another 20 years you know but then that you know you know this. It's more about the fact that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has has written everybody's you know set time, and they're on another journey, another train. They've they've got a train to catch, which is somewhere else. It just means we don't see them, hmm. but you know that's like you can't you see, say that they Nabeel haven't done Anas, their
0: purpose. Both Nabil and Anas know. Uh, I knew Anas very well, uh, but Alhamdulillah, but Nabil not so well, but uh, small interactions as if they had packed everything they could offer within a period of, say, 10 years. Hmm. Especially Nabil, You know, he, he, in my view, just gave everything that he could at the time. Hmm. He wrote the book. That's the culmination of what he'd been doing, like, you know, last 10 years before he wrote the book. Hmm. And-
2: yeah,
1: absolutely. But I think, no, in terms of, you know, both, I think they both were... Privileged, you know, Allah knows best, privileged to be able to face up to their destiny. Um, having you know, I think ticked all the boxes of what they could do within the the situation they were both in mm. in life. So, like all the way leading up to that was you know, that small, small things that they could do right, they did them right. Yeah, yeah. So that's all you can do in life. You can't like when the Prophet was on his on his on his on his the bed, final illnesses. All the small things he could have done, he had done. You could say there's so many other things he could have done. But then Mm. how long do you extend each person's lifespan? So do you say, okay, everyone has to die at 78. And so then if you tell everybody you can die at 78, then you basically are saying to people, you know, you can enjoy and just be unethical to the hilt. And then, you know, two months before, we'll take you to, had you come back and we'll just give out all your wealth. So it'll just be, what's, you're a robot, essentially a robot That enjoys your life Committing, you know, transgressions against God But the whole point of the ajal musamma is hidden So you never know when you've expended your You know, I had teachers, may Allah grant them shifa And also grant them jannah Some of them expended everything in the last 10 years They were unable to speak, unable to move Unable to do anything And so were those last 10 years as insignificant as the previous 50 60 70 years i don't know
0: oh because yeah that's... No, no that's like unseen is bigger than the scene
1: so this is the person lying unable to move except their eyes the dua of a person in that state is far more potent and the interesting is people will say well if the dua is more important then why don't they pray for jerusalem to be um liberated and why don't they pray for injustice to disappear and the famines to disappear it's because you know these people once they see a sneak preview of what is what the wisdom of things is, they don't want to alter the balance that God has created in things. So the naive person will say, you know, a great person who's close to Allah and and loves Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah loves that person. Why don't they just make du'as and cure everybody? The reality is that God has created everything that is moving within creation and everybody's choice that is manifesting in creation that God allows to happen is done with a wisdom which is in a perfect balance Which is why You know and Al-Ghazali rahmatullahi alayhi, Imam Ghazali The great Imam Ghazali He said that There's no, there's no possibility Of having a creation Greater than the creation of, of now You know Despite the fact That people say God could create A better universe A better hmm. situation For you Everybody Like instead of having a, You know Increase in your Energy bills God could have created A world in which It halved
0: hmm.
1: Do you understand? Why not?
0: okay this is a bit complex for yeah i think that the the, the for, I, i'm going to read this ayah in urdu uh just because it makes sense to me more and if the, the words are very very graphic um and it leads on to the idea you're saying that imam ghazali said that the what you see now is the best
1: yeah he said he said
0: yeah, so what you see, is best,
1: right?
0: It can't. Mm-hmm. It couldn't have been any better. Mm-hmm. But this ayah says, uh, ke, Subhanallah. Today, uh, computer, Jana. Aur kya ye log kabhi कि इन्हें उन लोगों का अंजाम नजर आता जो इनसे पहले गुजर चुके हैं। वो इनसे ज़्यादा ताकत रखते थे। उन्होंने ज़मीन को खूब उदहरा था, खूब उदहरा था। ऐसा रू, यानी इस लाइक आज इफ़ दे था। और उसे इतना आबाद किया था जितना इन्होंने नहीं कि� Unke paas unke roshan so yeah, packed with uh, a few things. Let, let's hear from you. and I've got a few anomalies in my head.
1: Yeah, so God is asking rhetorically, saying, have you not traveled in the earth? Have they not traveled? Meaning, and part of this is, also it's a, it's a question but it's also a, a command meaning if you haven't traveled then travel. And this in fact when I was um, when I was like 18, 19 I had this f- a fascination with National Geographic magazine I was just fascinated with other other cultures, other civilizations, other traditions. It was just fascinating that you know what you accept as a, as the the norm in your own culture and society at that time was very close to kind of Scottish society is not the norm for most people and, and over history has never been the norm yeah so i think this thing of opening your eyes up of, of thinking and reflecting which is mentioned in the previous verse and then this verse which is saying traveling which again in, is of itself you have to think when you're traveling if you think about it it's not fun but if you think about it if you start to travel you have to start to think outside your comfort zone and and choose re-choose like having food you know mm-hmm. if you if you travel. You have to then say, okay, is this what's strange food? Should I have some? Should I not? Do I like it? Do I, do I not? Why do they eat this? Why, you know, why the, all these traditions that they have that we don't have? So Allah says, do not travel in the earth, but not just for mundane things. to see the effect or the end result of the people that were before them. You know, so this kind of warning here, isn't there? Because the Quraysh remember arguing with the Prophet assume, about many things. And Allah, and Allah is telling them, "Have you not seen the people that were arrogant and the result of their arrogance displayed upon you in front of the earth?" And this is, you know, something that's happened recently. Saudi Arabia has opened up its borders to tourism, and they've started to um, uncover all of the the kind of signs that are part and parcel of the archaeology of of the Hejaz and great, the Greater Arabian Peninsula, which point towards civilizations that are. Untouched, un- unchartered, um, and basically neglected from study. And so Allah is saying, okay, there's people before you that, you know, were in existence and they're no longer here. But what's interesting is what comes next. They were far more uh, mighty in terms of their power. Atharu hmm. is interesting because Atharu can mean to plow, it can also mean which I think is an interesting, more interesting meaning, which is to leave behind um, you know indicators and significations of their existence, so artifacts architecture um, you know habitations, the way they lived so those things point towards what they were like atharul ard So to thir can mean to kind of plow up and you know kind of you know it indicates this kind of idea of shaking the earth kind of thing and you know for cultivation essentially. but I thought also to mark the earth you know they left their mark on the earth as they say Amaruha and also they they civilized it or you could say, yeah, civilized probably be the best word Amaruha, which is to build massive fortifications and buildings and architectural, Wonders like the pyramids And and like you know All the kind of classical like Palmyra In, 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 in Hashem, you know Indications of Great civilizations and great cultures hmm. Far greater than What these people look like The Quraysh have ever been even You know th- dreaming About creating You know and so it's this, this idea Okay f- let's think about this look at all the people That did the same thing you did and reflected and interacted with the prophets. You did. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? That, and the prophets came to them with strong proofs. And what happened is, it's not for God to be unjust to them and be uh, un, 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 yeah, unjust to them. But, but it was they themselves, to themselves, that the ones that were unjust. Because what? They built and they left remnants and they did all these things. When the prophets came, they didn't incorporate them into the narrative. They didn't incorporate what they said into how they established civilization in the way that they cultivated the land, in the way that they left their, their mark on the land. That's what's interesting. So it's as if they decided...
0: Hmm. Sorry? I don't understand. I program minute baki اور آیت کا ترجمہ جو رکھا اور کیا یہ لوگ کبھی زمین پر چلے پھرے نہیں کہ انہیں ان لوگوں کا انجام نظر آتا جو ان سے پہلے گزر چکے ہیں وہ ان سے زیادہ طاقت رکھتے تھے انہوں نے زمین کو خوب ادھیڑا تھا اور اسے اتنا آباد کیا تھا جتنا انہوں نے نہیں کیا ان کے پاس ان کے رسول روشن لے کر آئے اور یہ آخری آیت کا ٹکڑا پھر اللہ ان پر ظلم کرنے والا نہ تھا مگر Mm-hmm. उपर उपर so the, yeah. yeah
1: so the thing here is that they they built and they civilized and they created um, amazing remnants for society but because it wasn't built upon the you know the inclusion of the prophets the teachings of the prophets you know creating a godly civilization like for example the Ottoman Empire spanned the longest Period of any civilization on earth in history. But the thing is, when we talk about the, the culture and civilization of the Ottomans, the, the Athar that they left, architectural, strategic, infrastructural remnants that they left, all pointed towards that they took the prophets to be true. So the you know, the thing about the Ottoman society, at uh, all levels of society, incorporated the fact that there were, were prophets that came. And everything resonates with that. Look, whether it resonates with respect to the Prophet Ali resonates with respect to the recitation of the Quran, resonates with respect to the idea of religion itself in terms of you know the, the remnants that they left. So that was not injustice because they were honored by Allah by being the longest continually existing civilization on earth. But you have civilizations that get to you know a level of superiority and complexity and then deny allah and then what happens that's injustice you know injustice means to put something where it doesn't belong to place allah in your life where he does not belong which is nowhere is injustice and therefore they were the they, their their the mention of them and their their memory on in the, etched in the in the minds of people disappeared apart from the remnants the ruins of their civilization so we read about the Nabataean, we read about the pharaohs Read about them not because of anything great, they did, just because of the fact that they're a sign of people that transgressed. So the Pharaoh nowadays, and how do we understand the popular culture? Somebody who oppressed the Israelites, oppressed the Prophet Musa, basically had slaves and killed slaves and built monuments on the on the on this on, on the skeletons of slaves. And so that is how we understand them and remember them. But you know, a civilization that's built upon the faith of Allah. You know, that is imbued with, you know, like, you know, in Garnata, there used to be a, a, you know, kind of traditions that would indicate that, you know, even in marriage, for example, they would put out lanterns mm-hmm. that would say that this house contains a, a woman who is a marriageable age and is a half of the Qur'an. So if anybody wants to marry her, can marry her. So mm-hmm. they had all these things that would show what the society was all about. And so this, this verse is saying, look, travel, and look at all these great civilizations that passed. Look at the remnants, look at the ruins. And they've done far greater things than you've done. And I know this for a fact, like architecture today and the past, there's no comparison between architecture today and the past. The past was far more superior to the point they can't create the architecture today that they did in the past, despite you know the, the advancements in technology. And Allah subhanahu simply says that the prophets came to them and they, what we understand from the verses, it's not mentioned but it's understood, is that they rejected them. And then, and then Allah says... It wasn't for God to be unjust to them. Just in case you say, why did God destroy them? They were destroyed because they did not take serious the meeting with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. لِقَاءِ رَبِّهِمْ.
0: Fir Allah, in perjumkarnay wala na tha, magar khudhi apne perjumkarnay rhe the. Jaise humne shaykta suna ke insan apne uper zulm bahsiiyat ekam ya bahsiiyat e fard. اس وقت کرتا ہے کہ جب وہ اپنی زندگی سے اللہ اور اس کے رسول کو نکال دیتا ہے اور اس کے جو ایکشنز ہیں وہ ان کا دار و مدار اللہ اور اس کے رسول کی تعلیمات کی بجائے اس کے اپنا نفس اور اس کی اپنی ہوا ہوتی ہے سامین اس وقت ریڈیو رمضان سے ریفلیکشنز پروگرام اختتام پذیر ہوتا ہے انشاءاللہ کل دوبارہ ہم بجے سے لے کر کے مغرب کے السلام عليكم ورحمة الله
1: عليكم السلام ورحمة الله.